0: Good evening, TPC family, and welcome to week number four in our Easter series, The Road to Easter. I'm so glad that uh, you've been with us these last four weeks, and of course, this is the week leading up to Easter. I hope you uh, plan on being with us this weekend. We'll have an extra service on Saturday night at 6 6 p.m., and then our regular services on Sunday at 9 and 11. We're we we're really excited about this weekend. Of course, uh, it's Resurrection Weekend, and we get to celebrate the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is the victory of Jesus uh, that we all get to participate in as Christians. So again, I hope to see you uh, Saturday night at 6 p.m. or Sunday, 9 and 11. But before we get to the weekend, let us finish our Easter series, The Road to Easter, This is our final week, week number four, and we're going to talk about walking in victory. Last week, we talked about walking in the light. You know, we talked about several aspects of what it means to walk in the light. Uh, And I want to finalize this this part of uh, the series this week, Uh, talk about walking in victory If you remember, we are following the disciples on the road to Emmaus in Luke chapter 24. We've hit all the different sections. And this week, we finally reach the end, the last part of Luke chapter 24. And we get to see the result of the disciples' encounter with Jesus. They experienced a transformation on that road, a, a transformation that they didn't know they needed and probably didn't know was possible, but they did experience it and it changed not only their perspective, it changed their their behavior, it changed their attitude, it changed the rest of their life. Because what they thought was impossible, what they thought was the end of the road, was actually the beginning of the very victory they were looking for in Jesus. And it's the, it's the beginning of our victory in Jesus. You know, Jesus' victory over hell, death, and the grave. Uh, is the thing that we need in our lives and it opens a whole new door for us. So I want us to get started this week talking about walking in victory. What I want to do is I want to go back to Luke chapter 24, <clears throat> excuse me. And finish up this story. Uh we follow them along this road, we follow this encounter with Jesus. Now, last week we looked at the, the final aspect of the encounter with Jesus where Jesus is revealed to them. You know, the light of truth is revealed to them and then Jesus disappears. Well, you know, they realize, wow, it was Jesus and, and they realize the, the transformation aspect that they experienced with him along that road. The last part of the this, this story here in Luke chapter 24, or we're just going to read verses 33 through 35 and we're going to see the outcome. What is the outcome of their encounter with Jesus? So let's take a look. So I'm reading from uh, Luke chapter 24, verses 33 through 35 to finish the story. This week, I'm reading out of the ESV. Uh, So whatever version you're reading, just grab your Bible there or your your phone or tablet, and we can read along. So let me pick up here. Luke chapter 24, verse 33. And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven. And those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed. Of course, you know, we will say that this weekend. You know, he has risen, he has risen indeed. So they show up to the other disciples to say, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. So here, all of a sudden, their entire perspective, their entire attitude, everything, has changed. And that's what we want to focus on this week is the transformation aspect of our encounter with Jesus, how we can walk in victory in every area of our lives. But let's, let's begin with prayer and then we'll dive into the specifics of this week's message. So let's pray. Father in Jesus name, Lord, I thank you for each and every person who uh, is tuning in this evening. Lord, I pray a blessing on them. Lord, I pray that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, of your ways, and Lord, just of who you are. And as we we look at the victory we have in Jesus, uh, tonight I just pray that each and every person would have a greater understanding of how they can walk in victory in every area of their life because of an encounter with Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for doing it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so let's take a look at what it means to walk in victory. Here, here are the disciples. They've had this great encounter with Jesus. They've come to the point where he's been revealed to them. And now, all of a sudden, they become these great evangelists of his resurrection. But they're not just an evangelist of his resurrection. They are participants now. They are evangelizing their own experience they're not just evangelizing a theological truth. They're evangelizing their encounter, the truth of who Jesus is, as he was revealed to them, as they say here, in the breaking of the bread. In other words, uh, you know, we celebrate that Lord's Supper, the breaking of the bread, the, the remembrance of his death, burial, and resurrection when we celebrate the Lord's Supper. And in that... We're not just celebrating something that happened 2,000 years ago. We're celebrating the encounter we have with Jesus today and yesterday and tomorrow and all the, the aspects of that encounter we can have with Jesus today. So we're not just remembering an historical event. We are, we are celebrating, we are remembering, and we are evangelizing, if you will, the reality of who Jesus is today in our encounter and our experience and our transformation with Jesus today. Uh, so, you know, when we, when we think of evangelism, a lot of times we're just thinking of doctrine and theology, but it's bigger than that. It, it's, it's a sharing of an, an encounter. It's a sharing of transformation. And when we, we grasp the understanding of having that personal encounter with Jesus, not just to go to heaven one day, you know, obviously heaven's involved, but you know, the gospel is so much bigger than just going to heaven one day. The gospel is about us re-entering a relationship with Jesus today, just like these disciples had with him along the road they 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 had this great encounter they had this great relationship if you will as they walked along the road and that relationship changed their entire life and that's what jesus can and wants to do in our lives so let me talk about three specific things that uh, is really important when it comes to walking in victory now i want to talk about this in the context of both us and those disciples uh, along the road to Emmaus, so I'm going to bring some of that in, but I also want to contextualize it for us today, because you know sometimes when we read these stories in in the Bible, we we forget that there's direct application for today. There again, they're not just historical stories; they're not just doctrine and theology. There's some practical, tangible things that are for us today that we can apply in our lives today so let's look at three specific things <clears throat> excuse me that we can apply today in our lives in regards to walking in victory number 1 uh, i want to talk about religion versus relationship i know you probably heard that before but i want to take a, a kind of a different perspective on that uh, because it's really important to understand the difference uh, number 2 character versus behavior uh, and this is really important when we when we talk about transformation uh, because god has a very specific target when it comes to transformation. And we need to know what that target is. And then finally, number three, I wanna talk about the fruit of transformation. Um, A lot of times when it comes to transformation, it's sort of this nebulous uh, idea. What does it mean to be transformed? What is is the outcome of that? Well, that's what I wanna talk about here in this final point is the fruit of transformation. So those three things, religion versus relationship, Character versus behavior and the fruit of transformation. So let's let's begin. Let's start right there at number one. Let's talk about religion versus relationship. And this is so important. Because when we talk <clears throat> about our encounter with Jesus, when we talk about a relationship with Jesus, I'm not talking about religion. And unfortunately, we have conflated the two and we 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 use those terms interchangeably: religion, relationship, Christianity, religion, those type of things. But I want to talk about a specific delineation between the two. What's the difference between religion and relationship? Uh, And I'm going to just identify three different areas uh, in the context of Scripture that clearly identifies the difference between religion and relationship. Uh, There's a lot more to this. I don't have time to go into all of it tonight, but I just want to touch on a few things in regards to religion versus relationship. And the first uh, area is talking about Romans 8 verse 1 uh, you're probably familiar with this but in Romans 8 verse 1 Paul the author of Romans says this there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus it, it's a great verse and it, and it uh, obviously it's the truth because it's in the word of God but when it comes to condemnation, it's so easy for us to slip into a religious mindset especially when we're the ones who are messing up you know when when we give into temptation or we make a mistake or whatever you know religion is about following some sort of rules some sort of um set of of guidelines or standards that tell us if we follow these standards if we follow these rules then we make ourselves acceptable to God. Obviously, that's, that's a works salvation uh, perspective. But even beyond that, you know, as Christians, we understand that we can't work our way into salvation and that salvation is paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ, by his death on the cross and, and his resurrection. That made a way for us to experience salvation in Jesus. But what happens sometimes is as Christians we we understand I can't work myself into salvation but I do need to work myself into favor with God cuz you know yeah God may take me to heaven one day but you know he probably doesn't really like me a lot today. You know I just I'm not I'm just not that great of a person. You know I'm I'm really I'm really not worthy. I'm not a good person and you know God tolerates me and yeah he forgives my sin but you know I, I still really need to do something to to um just earn my favor with him. Well that that is pure religion and it's no different than than viewing salvation from a works perspective because our worth, our acceptance, our worthiness before God has absolutely nothing to do. With our ability to do anything. Now, that's not obviously. It's not a license to go out and you know just give into all temptation. That's that's not the point. The point is that uh, perfection is not the goal of Christianity. God knows we're, we're not perf- we're not perfect, and we will never be perfect this side of eternity. That's why Paul is so clear here in Romans eight one, saying there is now therefore no condemnation. For those who are in christ jesus if you remember the the story of the the woman caught in adultery she's thrown at jesus's feet and and uh you know jesus says to the to the man who bring who brought her before him saying hey uh if you're he who is without sin cast the first stone of course they all disappear here's jesus left with the woman by himself and you know she looks up at him and, and he looks at her and He says, where are your accusers? Where where, is there anybody left to condemn you? She says, no. And he says, neither do I condemn you. See, religion focuses on the behavior. Religion focuses on the mistake. God always focuses on the relationship. God always focuses on who we can become in him. Now, he doesn't overlook sin. That's not what I'm saying. But... God always starts with the relationship. In this context, with the woman caught in adultery, there's no, there's no debate. That happened. But in this context, what does Jesus do? He focuses on her. He focuses on his relationship with her. He says, first of all, I don't condemn you. You know, we need a lot of that in, in Christianity these days. There's a lot of people who view Christianity from a religious perspective and when somebody messes up the first thing they do is they pull out the condemnation guns and they just go to town Uh, but you know what the the person we do it the most to is the one looking at us in the mirror when you know when I mess up my temptation is to beat myself up from a perspective of condemnation and to and to believe that the guilt shame and condemnation are justified in that I'm a loser And, and that's just not true that's what religion does uh, let me, let me take this one step further. Let's look at Colossians chapter 2. One of the things Paul says here in Colossians, he specifically calls out the aspects of rules and regulations and in the context of, of religion in trying to overcome sin. So listen to this. It's Colossians chapter 2 starting in verse 20. This is Paul writing, If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish uh, as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. Now listen to this. this. is the verse of 23. This is key. He says, These have an indeed a, an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and ascetic- asceticism In severity to the body now here is the real truth but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh you can you can impose all the rules and regulations you want on yourself it has no power in stopping your flesh from giving into temptation religion has absolutely no power over sin only Jesus has power over sin and only in our relationship with Jesus do we have power over sin we see this with the with the disciples on, on the road to Emmaus you know they have given into this temptation of despair and 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 just giving up hope and Jesus comes along and it's in this context of a relationship with Jesus that all of a sudden their perspective changes now the, the circumstances were exactly the same at the end of their conversation with Jesus as they were at the beginning. But all of a sudden they're walking around in victory, whereas at the beginning they were walking around as victims. What was the difference? Jesus. And it's the same thing with us. The difference in our lives is not rules and regulations. It's not beating ourselves over the head with the condemnation stick, okay? It's Jesus. In our relationship with Jesus, we discover the power to overcome sin. And that's the big difference between religion and relationship. Um, relationship focuses on Jesus and his power. Religion focuses on sin and our willpower to try and overcome it. So religion does not work. So I encourage you, if you find yourself and you're thinking through this and go, wow, I really do have a lot of a a religious perspective or religious mindset. just encourage you tonight to to just confess that to the lord and ask him to remind you of your relationship with him and i encourage you to dig into that relationship so that's number one religion versus relationship so let's look at number two and this is really a a sort of a, a, a next step in that process it's character versus behavior see the thing is in that relationship with jesus god's number one goal is not to change your behavior That's the number one goal of religion. But Christianity is not a behavioral modification program. Okay? Christianity is a life transformation process. God's target for transformation is not your behavior. It's your character. Because character is the foundation of behavior. And if your character changes, your behavior will naturally follow. You can change your behavior without changing your character, but eventually your behavior is going to come back and fall in line with that character. So you can stop for a while the behavior, but eventually it's going to come back, unless your character has been transformed. And the only way to have your character transformed is through the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who transforms you. So let me show you this in the Word. It's in in Mark chapter 1. In Mark chapter 1, Jesus is calling the disciples to follow him. So he, he comes along and he sees Simon and, and some of the other uh, disciples out fishing. So he comes along and he says to them here in, in Mark chapter 1, verse 17, And Jesus said to them, follow, follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men. He did not say, I will teach you to become fishers of men. He did not say, I will give you the skills and the the ability uh, as far as the, the, the behavior side. He said, I will make you to become. The goal of Christianity is a life transformation process. Jesus had a very specific purpose in mind for you when he created you. And that purpose is still alive and well today. Regardless of sin, that purpose is still there. And what Jesus wants to do is transform your life, transform your character, so you become the person he created you to be from the beginning. Because when you become that person in the beginning, from, from what God created you to be in the beginning, when you become that type of person, you'll just naturally do what that type of person does. Behavior is no longer an issue when character has been transformed. So in Christianity, walking in victory means allowing God to transform your character, not just change your behavior. Because when we, when we think about behavior and changing behavior, the first thing we think about is, is willpower. Well, the problem with willpower is willpower has no power over sin. And, you know, we see this in this first point with, with Paul talking about Uh, the aspect of law and religion it it just has no power over sin and has no power to stop the indulgence of the flesh and and willpower has no no power to do that either only Jesus has that power and only Jesus can transform your character in such a way that your behavior is transformed there's a difference between changing changing your behavior and having your behavior transformed in your relationship with Jesus he will transform your behavior. Look at the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Okay. Their behavior was that of a victim because their character was in line with a victim. They were thinking that way. That, that's all they could see. Their entire perspective was from that. And it, because they, there was an inside character flaw. But as Jesus walks along that road with them, there's a transformation that takes place. And all of a sudden they start thinking and becoming and then acting like a victim, a victor. And that's what Jesus wants for you. He wants you to become a victor, not just to act like a victor, but to become a victor. And when you become a victor, you naturally do the things that a victor does. And that's why it's so important to experience that life transformation process, not just behavioral modification. So that's number two, character versus behavior. And finally, number three, uh, let's talk about the fruit of transformation. So we experience this transformation. You know, Jesus comes along, we get into this relationship, we give up the religion, and and, and then Jesus comes along and, and begins to transform our character, which leads to a behavioral change, a behavioral transformation. What does that look like? What is the fruit of of transformation. Well, Jesus tells us what that fruit is. Uh it begins in in John 15:5. If you're familiar, if you remember John 15:5, I'll read it for you here. Jesus said this, "I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing." So Jesus said the only way that we can bear fruit is through abiding in him. But when we do abide in him, we will bear fruit. Well, what fruit is he talking about? Well, the first fruit that he's talking about is the fruit of the Spirit. So what is the fruit of the Spirit? Well, that's in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Uh, this is Paul speaking. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And that, that last one, self-control. That's what, that's what we're all after. That's what everybody wants. And that's ultimately what a transformation in behavior is about, is the application of self-control in your life. But here's the thing about self-control. Self-control is not an act of the will. Self-control is the fruit of the spirit. If you find yourself in a place where temptation or other things are eating your lunch and and you just, for whatever reason, can't seem to get out of it. The problem isn't you're not trying hard enough. The problem is you need more self-control. And the way you get self-control is not by trying harder. is not through willpower. It's through getting closer to Jesus. Because the more you abide in him, the more you will bear fruit. And one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. To get more self-control in your life you need more Jesus the way you get more Jesus is through abiding in him it's through that relationship it's through that daily time of being in his word and in prayer and just over time Jesus begins to transform your life and the fruit of that spirit of self-control begins to manifest itself first of all in your character God begins to transform who you are and part of that transformation is a manifestation of the fruit of the spirit of self-control. And all of a sudden, those things that were eating your lunch are no longer eating your lunch. Because uh, you're now able to exercise that self-control and operate as a victor in the face of temptation rather than a victim. And that changes everything. Literally, your entire life is transformed. It is so important that you understand how this process works, because without understanding this process, we're going to naturally default back to religion, or we're going to naturally default back to behavioral modification, but none of that works. Everything is wrapped around and revolves around that relationship with Jesus, because only Jesus has power over sin and only Jesus can transform your life. So if you wanna walk in victory, if you wanna be like these disciples, here they are at the end of this encounter with Jesus and they go out and they become these great evangelists to the other disciples and saying, Jesus is alive. And and um, th- they have this radical change. That radical change is available to you and me today. It's not just available 2000 years ago, it's available today and it's available tomorrow. And it's a daily thing that as we continue to walk in this relationship with Jesus, we can experience that transformation. So in order to walk in victory, we have to remember the difference between religion and relationship. We have to remember that there's a difference between character and behavior, and we need to understand the fruit of transformation. I'm telling you, uh, my friend, God wants to transform your life. He wants to do it through a relationship. And in that relationship, he's going to target your character. And as he transforms your character, he's going to manifest in you that fruit of the spirit of self-control, which will transform your behavior. And as that occurs, you change from a victim to a victor. And then your entire life is transformed. You, You become like these disciples who didn't have their circumstances change they had their life transformed and in our lives we have to be careful that we're not asking God to change our circumstance we need to ask God to transform our life because a lot of times God wants to change our circumstances through us not in spite of us and the way he does that is by transforming us so that concludes our easter series as we finalize and come to the conclusion of the the story of the road uh, the story of the disciples on the road to emmaus i hope you've enjoyed these these four weeks uh and, and this is the big one it's the it's the walking in victory week so uh, i really hope that is encouraging to you and i hope it gives you some insight into how you yourself can walk in victory thank you for joining us uh you know, I talk each week about our, our faithful partners. Uh, if if you're, you've been a partner with us in, in financially supporting Turning Point Church, thank you so much. Um, we wouldn't be able to do this, you know, provide this online platform without your faithful giving. There's so many people who need to hear the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And through your faithful partnership, uh, we're able to do that. Not just here in the Fort Worth area, but throughout Texas, throughout the United States, and literally around the world. Uh, We get letters on a regular basis of people who hear these messages either here on Facebook, on their website, or through the radio program on the Internet. Uh, who are literally around the world in other countries, who are hearing the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So thank you for your faithful partnership. You know, if the Lord has put on your heart to to partner with us financially, there's three ways you can do that here at Turning Point Church. You can go online at tpcfamily.org slash give. You can text the word give to eight one seven six one seven four three seven eight or you can mail us here at Turning Point Church at ten thousand seven hundred old burleson road fort worth texas 76140 again i'm so excited uh, for you guys hearing these these messages i hope it encouraged you and i look forward to seeing you this weekend for resurrection sunday again saturday at 6 p.m sunday at 9 at 9 and 11 so let me pray as we close out and and then we will uh you know we'll just look forward what jesus wants to do in transforming our lives let's pray father in jesus name lord i pray for each and every person who is listening to this message whether it's live on facebook tonight or, or some other time lord i pray that you would bless them lord i pray that you would encourage them and lord i pray that your holy spirit would show them how much you want to transform their life and lord i pray that they would just come alongside you in relationship with allow you to transform their character that they may experience the fruit of transformation in the power of self-control through your holy spirit that their lives may just be radically transformed from victim to victor for your glory in Jesus name amen again thank you for joining us and I look forward to seeing you this weekend god bless and uh, we're just so we're so grateful for you being part of our TPC family. Y'all have a good night.